Well, good morning. It's been a while since I've been here and a bit longer since I've preached. And you've probably noticed or heard that it hasn't been the most funnest time in my life ever. That's a really good second sentence of a sermon, isn't it? (laughs) Most funnest time in my life ever. Um, After a really, for those who haven't heard, um, Phil and I a few weeks ago had an amazing holiday in the Northern Territory. Phil wanted to go. I was never that fast. I'd been to Uluru. I thought that was all there was to see. Um, But the Northern Territory top end is amazing. And despite what I look like today, I would highly recommend um, a trip to the Northern Territory. It was so good. We had so much fun hiking, swimming in waterholes and um, lots of adventure. And the last three days we spent in Darwin and um, being the thrifty, adventurous people um, that we are, we discovered these electric scooters which were pretty amazing so for $25 for three days we could go basically wherever we wanted on these scooters like who needs taxis and ubers and public transport Um, electric scooters do it all Um, but yeah so on the last day after riding them around for a few days um, I was going downhill and they're supposed to cut out at 15 kilometers an hour and I could see it going up 20 22 kilometers an hour just would not break quick enough and um, something whether whether I broke too quick I'm not sure, but there was a like a thing, you know, in the road, a divot in the in the path going downhill. A scooter went from under me, and I ended up on the ground waiting for Phil to notice that I wasn't behind him anymore, which took a few minutes. <laughs> Let's be real. Um, anyway, so I tell you that to tell to update you on where I'm up to. But um, in that moment, I. We basically, we packed up at the hotel and we were just going to see a few more things before we were going to that airport. And in that moment, I had this awful feeling that I might not get home that night. Um, It wasn't so much just my shoulder that was aching and I couldn't move, but I looked down to my leg and I had a big gash in there that I could see the bone. So I thought, oh, going to have to um, do something with that before I get on a plane. Anyway, I thought we were getting an express trip because I didn't wait for an ambulance. A stranger um, took me, took me and Phil to, to the air, to the not to the airport, to the hospital. And the whole way, I'm saying I just want to go home. I just want to be home. I arrived at the hospital and I told everyone that heard me, I've got a plane to catch. I've got a plane to catch. 4:30 this afternoon. This was about. 11.30 it happened about midday by the time I was at the hospital. I'm like, I've got to be on a plane at 4.30. Um, I felt like the first few people that I told that were kind of looking at me thinking I was a bit crazy. But the ED doctor took me seriously. So he's like, okay, that means you've got to be out by 3 p.m. I'm like, yep, that's right. So he's like, okay, well, we won't put you on proper pain medication IV. We'll give you oral drugs. Is that okay? It might take a bit longer to work. I'm like, that's okay. I just want to be on the plane. Phil went in, got our luggage, came back out to the hospital and the whole time I'm like, I just want to be home. I just want to be home. And sure enough, just after three, we left the um, hospital. I was stitched up. I was very bruised. I was in agony um, on the plane on the way home. Oh, probably the worst experience was being patted down at the airport because I couldn't stand with my arms properly out in the machine that they wanted me to. So they're patting me down at the airport and I'm like sucking up the pain thinking, you know, I've just got to get on that plane. Sure enough, I threw up a few times on that plane. I felt absolutely awful, but I just wanted to be home. Why? 
I don't know. I just knew everything would be okay if I was home. I knew I'd still have to see an orthopedic surgeon. I'd still have to be fixed. I'd still have a healing and recovery journey to go. But I just wanted to be home with people that knew me, with people that loved me, with people that and, and support friends and family around me. I knew that it would be okay when I was back home with my little community where I belonged rather than in Darwin, the land of the scary e-scooter. This year our, uh, in, um, in our Salvation Army um, nationally, there's a year-long focus helping to equip all of us salvos nationally about our mission, how to live out our mission. And you may remember um, a couple of years ago, I'm really sorry, oh no, I got it, I got it, I got it, I got it, I got it. I got it. Um, um, a couple of years ago, we did a, a sermon series about our vision. You might remember, wherever there is hardship or injustice, salvos will live, love and fight along others to transform Australia one life at a time with, with the love of Jesus. So this mission then is explaining to us, well, how do we do that? How do we share the love of Jesus? And I think it should come up now. I can't really turn back, so I'm just going to have to trust the, the AV people today. But the Salvation Army is a Christian movement, movement dedicated to sharing the love of Jesus. And we share the love of Jesus by caring for people, creating faith pathways. And Phil's looked at those the last couple of weeks. And today we look at building healthy communities. One way that we share the love of Jesus, one practical way that we do this mission to help achieve our vision is to share the love of Jesus by building healthy communities. You, you may have read on Facebook or in the Messenger this week, if you've read it, psychologist Susan Pinker. She's a writer for the Wall Street Journal. And in 2017, she did a TED Talk. She spoke, she spoke a did a TED Talk, gave, gave a TED Talk. And um, it was entitled, The Secret to Living Longer May Be in Your Social Life. And in her research, she discovered this little island of Sardinia in Italy. I think there's a picture up there now. And in this little island, they had 10 times as many centenarians, that is people that live to over 100, 10 times as many as most other Western countries, certainly countries like Australia. Why? Well, according to Pinker, it wasn't the olive oil, it wasn't the sunny climate, it wasn't um, avoiding a gluten-free or having a gluten-free diet, it wasn't based on personality type, it wasn't even based on avoiding e-scooters, believe it or not. But it was the quality of close personal relationships and face-to-face -face interactions. And she concludes her talk this way. She says, building in-person interactions into our cities, into our workplaces, into our genders, sends feel-good hormones surging through the bloodstream and brain and helps us live longer. I call this building your village and building it and sustaining it is a matter of life and death. It's good for your health, it turns out, to be rich in communal relationships with others. You know, God knows what he was doing. God made us for community. It's good for our health to be in close personal relationships. From the very beginning, it was God's plan that we would be in community, that we would be in relationship with one another, not to be lone rangers, not to go at life alone, but to work with God and his people together. When God made Adam and he put him in the Garden of Eden, it was a perfect environment, and yet he said it's not good for humankind to be alone. And he created a partner, someone to do life with him. It's not good for humankind to be alone. And God doesn't want anyone to be alone. In Romans 12, 5, talking about the church, Paul says, we belong to each other and each of us needs all the others. 
We belong to each other. Just like I belong to my family and want to be there, we should belong to the church of God and want to be there, know it's going to be okay when we're there. That's a picture of community. Now, I think there's another picture going to come up on your screen. Who knows what movie this scene is from? The Castle, that's right. Well-known Australian film, The Castle. And in this movie, Daryl Kerrigan, he's about to lose his low-priced suburban home for this airport expansion by this, mas this mastermind expansion by this, you know, corporate com large corporate company. And the local community comes together. They've got a common purpose. They're going to save these houses. So this local community come together to oppose the plan. And it reaches the high court. And, you know, the best argument, it's hard to put in words why the house should be kept, but the best argument they come up with, the solicitor, Dennis Denudo, you can maybe, I think, is he one of the ones on the screen? Ouch, sorry. The best offer, the best argument that he can offer against, that it, sorry, is that it's against the vibe of the Australian Constitution. Do you remember that? It's against the vibe of the Australian Constitution. It's just un-Australian. It's just not the way things are done. And his claim turns out to be true. It's against the vibe. And I want us to consider for a few moments this morning, what is the vibe of a healthy Christian community of faith founded on Jesus? What is the vibe of the Christian community we see even way back in the New Testament in the book of Acts that Matt, Max read to us just a moment ago? You see, the books of, book of Acts tells us the story of the early church's dedication to regularly meeting together and building these rich communal relationships with others, which turns out God intended and psychologists say are important for a good, healthy, long life. The fruit of their devotion was this growing, healthy community of believers. And scripture shows us that when this community was formed, um, everything was shared. They shared things, including property, which turns out didn't work long term because when everybody sells everything they have, there's nothing to continue on in the future. It wasn't a perfect plan, but the spirit of it was that people shared, people had things in common. And so many people were impressed by the kind of community that was being built. It was so attractive that the numbers of it grew daily. Joe stole my first point this morning, and I love how the Holy Spirit does that. But the first thing, the most important thing needed in a healthy Christian community is one that's looked to following Jesus and being guided by his Holy Spirit. What did the believers do first and foremost? They devoted themselves, not to the apostles, but to the apostles' teaching to their community. And then it goes on to say to their shared meals and their prayers. And it says, a sense of awe came over everyone. God performed many wonders and signs through the apostles. A healthy spiritual community is one that starts where every follower looks to Jesus and looks to be guided by the Holy Spirit. Devoted to teaching, devoted to prayers. You know, the word devotion means to annihilate all else. Like it's like we actually, if, if anything else is getting in the way, we need to get rid of that so that we can focus on God, listening to him and following the Spirit's leading. They understood these first believers. They understood their need for God. They understood that, that, their, that God would guide their life together. In order to have good community with one another, they had to be focused on God. Do we still have a wonder about God? Do we still listen attentively to what he wants to say to us as individuals, yeah, and as a group of people? Does he still surprise us? Are we still in awe of what he's doing in our life? If we lose that focus, if we lose our purpose, then we're no different to any community centre. 
Jesus at the center, our priority, that's needed in a healthy, growing spiritual community. Secondly, a healthy Christian community is one that understands that it's not just about us and God, though that's the most important thing. The Christian faith draws us into community with others. We need one another to grow and mature as human beings. This was the vibe of the Christian community in Acts. It was a community that ate together, that shared meals in one another's homes. They cared for one another holistically. They were generous with their time and their possessions. They were welcoming, inclusive. They were loving. They were kind. They were honest. Acts 2, 44 to 47 says, All the believers were united and shared everything. They would sell pieces of property and possessions and distribute the proceeds to everyone who needed them. Every day they met in the temple and ate in their homes. They shared food with gladness and simplicity. They praised God and demonstrated God's goodness to everyone. You know, I love people, but I also love my solitude, my independence. I like to think I can get by on my own. It's a little bit the way that we're brought up, right? To be independent, to, to be able to not need anyone or anything, to not have to depend on anyone. And so sometimes I overlook the importance of Christian community. I don't like to think about needing people. And I've been known to do things myself because I want them done a certain way and, and so I don't ask for help. And I'm sure some of you can relate to that, even just speaking to some of you this morning. But God didn't intend any of us to be independent from community. He designed us to need one another. And perhaps I'm learning that in a bit of a new way in the last few weeks. Because we live in this increasingly fragmented, this individualistic world. But people are looking for healthy communities. People were made to desire community. Now, sadly, joining a church doesn't guarantee community. You can be a member of a church and never experience deep, meaningful connection with other people. You can totally miss what it means to have genuine heart-to-heart, soul-to-soul relationships. It's true. In fact, churches are filled with lonely people. Because far too many people see church as about attending a meeting. But in the New Testament, church wasn't about attending meetings. It was about being part of a community. Church wasn't just meetings you attended. It was the community of believers you knew and you loved and you depended upon. You know, we need people in our lives because we were created for relationships. It's who we are. We can't help it. We can't change that. Even the biblical image of God is God who is Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, this healthy community. And so people made in that image of God obviously are going to find wholeness and and satisfaction, mutual encouragement through community. So just three things that community means this morning or community demands or community requires Community means availability. It means time spent together, real time. Time for conversation, interaction, and a deepening of intimacy. Community, community doesn't happen by mistake. It's always specific and happens when people spend time together. Now, spending time together doesn't mean community happens, but it's certainly needed in order for community to happen. I think the next level down, community needs or means vulnerability. If we aren't willing to open up our lives to others, we never experience that real, true community. We we come to the table or we need to come to the table with our strengths, with our weaknesses, make ourselves vulnerable to scrutiny, maybe, but also to love and acceptance and forgiveness. 
And this doesn't happen overnight, nor should it. You know, people who put it all out there straight away scare me. You know, people that tend to be a bit oversharing and straight away, you know, every little detail of their life. There's something a little bit scary about that in the first approach. Some things take time and discernment to know how much to share and when. But mistakes will happen. People will overshare. People will overhide. Overhide. There can't be any such rule for things. But if we want to gain community, we can't constantly flee from vulnerability. We have to let people know how we are, really. Within community, we are encouraged to look around to the needs of others. We're called to strengthen those who are weak, to encourage those who despair. Community calls us out of our self-centeredness and helps us to think about others, giving us the responsibility to look outward. But just as much... And I think I'm talking to some of us here today, just as much as we need to be available to others, we also need to have the courage to ask for others to come alongside and support us when we're the ones in need of support and prayer or a shoulder to cry on. It's really important that we learn to be real with one another because that's what's true community is all about. And I want to say community also means stability. As I said, community doesn't happen quickly and it doesn't happen by itself. If we want to experience community, we need to be planted somewhere among some people. Yes, planted in a church and stick it out in a church, but community is more than just this one gathering. We, we need to find smaller groups of people who we, who we commit to. And if we constantly move in and in and search of greener pastures, if we constantly think this group's not for me or those people aren't for me, if we're not around people long enough to grow the roots necessary for deep community, it's never going to happen. You know, I, um, I became part of a life group almost seven years ago now. It seems a bit crazy. Is that correct? Yes, because we're in our seventh year. It was halfway through seven, eighth year. Yeah, seven years ago um, with a small group of, of 20-something-year-olds who are now 30-something-year-olds. And that group has changed a bit. Some have gone and we've had some new people come. But, you know, the first couple of years, the, the intimacy, the, the way I would share certainly, and the others can speak for themselves, is certainly not the same way that I would share now. It would take me a lot to build up to share something personally. Whereas now, people generally know if I've had a good day, if I've had a bad day, how my relationships are going. And as people have joined our group, they get that's the vibe of the group that we share, that it's okay to have had a bad day or a bad week or month or year. It's a group where I can express my doubts, my concerns, as well as my joys, where I'm looked out for and where I look out for others. Do you have a group like that? It doesn't have to be called a life group. A life group's a great place to start. You might say, there's no life groups for me. I encourage you to start one. Have a look around, gather a few people around, start a group. Call it whatever you like. Call it having dinner on Friday nights. But, but commit to a group of people and see it out. Community comes from stability, from meeting with the same people regularly. We find the wholeness God intends for us in community. And finally this morning, the third point about healthy Christian community is that it requires building. <laughs> you know, in the mission statement, it doesn't say that we share the love of Jesus by having Christian community. It says by building healthy communities. Now, I don't know, has anyone built a house before? A few of you have built a house. Is that an easy process, smooth sailing, no hiccups? No, lots of no's. Lots of things happen, right? Building takes effort. Building takes time. Things go wrong. Building is not always easy. It takes planning. 
It takes intentionality. Nothing is built without actually trying to build it. It's built one brick at a time. In the case of Christian community, it's built one act at a time, one word at a time, one conversation at a time, one listening ear at a time. The most valuable commodity I have is my time. And Jesus calls us to give that valuable commodity to each other. That takes sacrifice and it takes intentionality. We're to spend time with each other, to care for each other, to sacrifice that time for one another, to give generously to each other and to share a bit of a common life just like Jesus did for us. That's how we share the love of Jesus. That's how we build community. And as I said, building's not always easy, but community teaches us to work through conflicts. And Paul's always addressing issues with the church community in the New Testament. Sometimes we stop at those few verses in Acts and we think the church was perfect. But then we go on to read all the issues that he addresses in Corinthians, in Thessalonians, and we realize the church then wasn't perfect. The church will never be perfect. Community is not perfect. He says in 1 Corinthians 1 verse 10, Paul says, I have a serious concern to bring up with you, my friends, using the authority of Jesus, our master. I'll put it as urgently as I can. You must get along with each other. You must learn to be considerate of one another, cultivating a life in common, cultivating, working, building. Bring any group of people together and one thing is inevitable, conflict. But we're called to work through that. We're called to work through divisions as as a body of believers, even though it's not easy or natural, even though it's a humbling experience. experience. It teaches us to to lay down our pride, to, to learn sometimes assertiveness and to enhance our communication. But every day we're called to become more like Jesus and we're offered a community to do that within. So what does that look like in your life? Paul shares, I recently did a study on Thessalonians and Paul shares about what it means to him to live in community. He, he says he shared his whole life with these Thessalonians, not just the glimpses of the best part of himself to make him look like the hero, but his whole life. These particular words stroke, strike, stroke, strike me, strike me. 1 Thessalonians 2, I, I, today I could say it's because I'm drugged up, but I'm always mixed with my words when I get a bit passionate, aren't I? So it's no excuse. But he says this, 1 Thessalonians 2 verse 8. He says, we cared so much for you that we were pleased to share with you not only the gospel of God, but also our own lives because you had become dear to us. Healthy communities and when we're trying to grow our community, it isn't just about sharing the gospel. It's about sharing our lives. Paul describes the joy of his missionary journey, not only in sharing the gospel, but but sharing everything about himself with his friends. He talks just as much about his actions, his demeanor, his motivations, as he does about who God is and what Jesus did. And perhaps the goal to walk with today, as it was for Paul, is not about walking perfectly, but it's about walking together. It's about walking in the same direction towards Jesus with gentleness, humility in community, We can't walk worthy if we walk alone. We're wholly designed to journey with other people, to do things together in community. We can walk alongside those who will correct our steps, those who we can help to correct their steps, who we can remind of the finish line, who we can remind of the light when it seems dark, who can share in our burdens. That's how we share the love of Jesus. Can we be a part of building 
or continuing to build that safe, inclusive, welcoming community or communities for all people. To continue to share the love of Jesus by building communities where people are known, where they're loved, where they can heal, where they can grow, where they can belong, where they know if I'm just part of that community, it's going to be okay. There'll still be work to do. There's still recovery. There's still healing. There's still hurt. There's still things I need to work out, but I have a community to do that with. Can we be that as a big community, but can we also invest in making those smaller communities where we work, where we live, amongst our friends, amongst our not yet friends? In the book of Philippians, Paul says, you are standing together side by side with one strong purpose to tell the good news. We stand together side by side in community and that tells the good news. Community tells a story. It tells the story of God's love and that God wants us to belong. Acts 2, 46 to 47 said, they praised God and demonstrated God's goodness to everyone. The Lord added daily to the community those who were being saved. Community grows. We build community by being intentional, by serving one another. That's our mission. And God, his job, he adds to our number. He brings people to a community. So let's get real specific, real personal this week. I want you to take a few moments to think, well, what does that mean for me today? What can I do today or this week? What can I do? How can I invest in relationships that promote this type of community that, that God wants us to have? Well, firstly, I want to encourage you, as I said, to join a life group or to become part of a group, to invest in a small group of people. And if you need help with that, come and see me, come and see Amy, Phil. Lots of people can help you with that. We'd love to talk to you about what that might look like. But also, I want to invite you to pray, to pray and ask God to show you ways to serve to ask God to help you to be generous, to listen, to speak with grace in your community. Pray, look to God, see what he's got to say to you. But then don't stop at that. I want to encourage you to act. What's something that you can do this week even, maybe even today, to build a healthy Christian community? Maybe you need to offer to pray with someone. After church, if you're having a conversation and someone's got a need, ask, can I pray for you? Maybe you need to cook a meal for a new mom or a single parent or a person who is unwell. That makes a big difference. Thank you to all those who have cooked meals for us over the last few weeks. It makes a huge difference in feeling like you belong, in feeling like you're looked out for. Maybe you can just send an encouraging text message to someone going through a difficult time. It makes a difference. Maybe you can offer to babysit a child so parents can have some time out. Maybe you can share a meal, invite someone into your home, maybe someone who's new to church or maybe just someone who you want to more intentionally connect with. There's so many things you can do. I want to encourage you to do that this week, to do some practical things to help build your community, your church community, your Christian community, but more importantly, just the community that people can be a part of and people can know about the love of Jesus. Will you pray with me? God, we are so grateful that you place us with people. And sometimes some of us haven't had the best experience in small groups, in churches, in life in general. Sometimes we've been let down and we've been hurt. We haven't felt looked out for. But God, we want to celebrate today that for sometimes that has, for sometimes and for some people that has been the case. We thank you for the many, many faithful people in this wider church faith community who've served you by serving others. Thank you for the testimony last week of those mothers who felt supported and loved 
Help us to do that and to do it even better. Help us not just to, to see the negatives in community, but to work through those and to really grasp hold of the positives. God, today we know that we've all got a part in fulfilling the mission of the Salvation Army, the mission that you have given us to build your church, to build healthy community that you can send people to. So show us today what we can do. Help us to be humble enough to admit that we're not perfect. Help us to be willing to be vulnerable. And God, we pray that you will send people around us to encourage us and to build us up so that we feel more of a sense of belonging as well. God, we love you. You're number one in our lives. Speak to us today. May we know more of who you are when we're in the richness of community as well, we pray. And God, as your church, we long to be a communion of saints, a group of people who don't have it all together, who aren't perfect, but who live together, who, who strive together to become more like you. And may that be our goal, our mission. And may we see that amongst us. We know you're already doing that work amongst us. So show us where that's already happening and encourage us today, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.